0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the PTBO Today podcast. Intelligent conversation. Jordan
1: and Graham here kicking off your Wednesday edition of PTBO Today Live. Let's look at the big three local stories we are following today.
2: 45-year-old Pickering man is facing charges after a traffic stop. It was Monday in the area of Park and Lansdowne. Uh, during the search, officers say they apparently found uh, 98 grams of cocaine, 3 grams of fentanyl, Drug paraphernalia, some cash, and uh, partridge yeah. in a pear tree. Uh, don't uh, don't drive with your drugs. Keep your drugs at home. Yeah, I yeah, guess. not
1: great. Um, a future court date awaits that, I gentlemen. Think. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, new fire hall in the North End is close to taking shape as well. Finance Committee meeting on Monday. Uh, fire Chief Chris, uh, Chris Snetzinger, easy for me to say, uh, confirmed that crews are ready to break ground at some point later on this month or in early February. should take about 18, 20 months if I'm not Yeah, mistaken.
1: and this is on the site of the former North Crest Arena yep. uh, if you wanted a vantage point of where exactly it is, and this will eventually replace the services that are currently being provided in the North End. Yeah, so. that little blue building.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I drive past and say, how much work? how much could actually be coming out of that little blue? Uh, Firehouse ho- uh, in the north end, there. Punches above its weight. <laughs> that's bit. for sure. And uh, it was another successful year for the holiday shopping passport program. It's holiday passport time. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. If you don't they didn't even song. put out the jingle this no, year. No, they should have. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Keep go, running it back. Go Google it. It's on YouTube. Uh, according to Peterborough DBIA, the program. Generated a little more than $2.3 million in local spending. And through the program, shoppers were rewarded with a passport stamp for every $10 they spent at a participating location. I spent money downtown. I didn't do the holiday passport program, though. So
1: uh, I did, actually. Jumped yeah. right in. Uh, it was great. And more than $2.3 million. That's awesome. Uh, those are the big three local stories we are following today. The question of the day today is, what is the stupidest way that you've broken your cell phone? I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. I've got a couple. That I'll probably unpack a little bit later (laughs) on in the show. We'll get into that and more when PTBO Today Live
0: continues. Jordan, Graham, and you never know who else. This is the PTBO Today podcast. The busy week for the Peterborough Peets continues
1: tomorrow night when they play at home against the Oshawa Generals before hitting the road for a couple of games this weekend. Graham had the opportunity to go down to the PMC and have a conversation with head coach Rob Wilson, and here's how that sounded.
2: Before we kick off and talk about the three-game and three-night weekend, coach, uh, let's go back to uh, Monday night and the game against the Kingston Frontenacs. Uh, Your overall assessment from that game?
3: Uh, Complacent is the way I'd say we played. Uh, we came out. I don't know what the shots were early, but we were handily out shooting them and didn't score. We didn't. We didn't battle to get the, the second puck center line there, and we let Kingston get back in the game. I thought Kingston came to play. They came to battle. I give them full credit. Um, I just didn't think we. Our second period was really poor. Um, I didn't think we. We had the right. Um, uh, work rate to get the job done last night.
2: It's uh, going to be an uh, interesting tell when you go into a three game and three night, especially when you've got some tough competition. Oshawa is no slouch either. And then you've got, uh, of course, Guelph and Owen Sound this weekend as well.
3: Well, yeah. And, and Oshawa's, is, you know, our, our longest standing rival. And, you know, they get told just like we tell our guys you, know, you never want to lose a game against Oshawa. They never want to lose a game against Peterborough, So. You know, it's one of those situations where you know it doesn't matter. Forget the standings when Oshron Piro play. It's it's always a, it's always an extremely tough game.
2: Is a game like Monday night? Is that one where you try to you know take what you can from it, park it, and then move on to the weekend?
3: Yeah, we have no choice. I mean, we'll talk to the players today about it, and we'll show a video today. But you move on, and in three months' time, this game doesn't mean anything. So. Right now, though, as a coaching staff, we're not happy with the flight, but uh, that's um, that's just the way it is, and we'll we'll uh, we'll try and uh, we'll try and uh, steady the ship and get ready for Thursday night.
2: You're a few games in, of course. The top line continues to be the top line uh, for the most part. Uh, again, had their struggles last night trying to find the back of the net. Uh, your other line, of course, with the, a lot of the new guys with Othman and Hayes and Beck. Uh, again, are you? I know you said it's going to take a few weeks before you start to see what you want from that line. Uh, are you starting to see slow? Are you slowly starting to see some of that those signs though?
3: Tucker's line with JR and. and uh... And Lockheed have been very, very good for us and very consistent uh since we put them together. We really like what they've done. Um, I think the other line is gonna take time, you know. Uh I'm really liking Jack Dubois' line. I think last night if I had to pick a line that was my favorite line, it would have been their line. They just couldn't get that break to score. I think Stiller's driving the line with his speed and um you know, uh Johnny uh Johnny uh, Mule's playing extremely well and so is Jack. So you know we do have we do have good lines, um, and they all they all do different things. Um, but the the line of Beck, Ottman and Hayes is just going to take some time. Though they got to find each other, they got to know where each other is, and that's what happens.
2: Oshawa uh, comes into town for a Thursday night matchup. Again, you mentioned a rivalry matchup. Oshawa uh, comes in; they've won their last three, so certainly uh, they're going to come in hungry, looking for a battle. As I'm sure that you guys are going to be doing the same.
3: Yeah, you know, one you look at some of their players they got And you go through their lines, it's like start looking up at like teams like Oshawa, and you look at Sudbury, you're like, these teams have three really good lines. Like, you know, there's there's good players on each line and there you know, this is no game It's just like, Oh well, um, you know, no game is gonna be easy and you go through it. You sit there and you go, Wow, you know, this is a tough game again. There's a tough game again and it's, and it's night after night and that's what this league is and that's what happens. Um, you know, you, you you uh you have to come to play every night. And I'm telling you Oshawa's a good team. You just saw they won three in a row. They have really, really talented players on each line. And uh, if we don't bring our A game, we'll have a long night.
2: Final question I have for the uh, postseason. Again, is it more a matter of your seeding? Uh, do you have a concern about your seeding uh, at some point during the course of the second half, or do you just let the chips kind of fall where they may?
3: Yeah, I don't worry about that. As I say all the time, you know, you look at the President Trophy winner, most of the time they don't win the Stanley Cup, right? So um, I'm not concerned about, uh, you know, we want to be in the top four, and that's our goal. Um, where that is doesn't matter at the end of the day uh, because um game seven so uh, game seven is the only time home ice matters you get to start at home doesn't mean anything because if you lose your first home game now the pressure's on you if you're on the road you win it so whatever i'm not i'm not as concerned about uh, home ice as maybe some people are uh because like i said game seven is the only time home ice if there's any advantage to home ice
2: Coach, about success over the weekend. Uh, Enjoy it, and we'll talk next week.
3: Thanks very much, man.
1: Peterborough Kia Pete Hockey returns to Freak 90.5 tomorrow night. Peterborough takes on Oshawa. You can hear complete coverage beginning at 7 o'clock.
2: Shout out to our friends at Wild Rock Outfitters on Trello Street in downtown Peterborough online at wildrock.net. Go out and
0: play. The PTBO Today Podcast. The stuff people are talking about. The OPP and the Ontario
1: Federation of Snowmobile Clubs are partnering up in cautioning snowmobilers about the increased risks posed by a milder winter. The reminder comes, Graham, uh, as we are experiencing some warmer than usual temperatures. We are.
2: uh, And uh, we have to have this conversation every single year because people can't figure out ice, not good. Stay off. Warm weather means soft ice. Mean means stay off. Mm. Logic tells me that this makes sense, but for some reason we have to remind everyone every year. Our good friend Kerry
1: Schmidt, Sergeant with the OPP, says there are already have been a couple of fatalities this year.
0: We want 2023 to be a far safer year, and we need your assistance and support to make that happen. Obey the speed limits. Don't drive impaired. Don't drive distracted and wear your safety equipment. Share the road. Watch out for others. Please, be a better driver. Let's work to make 2023 one of the safest years in traffic safety on record.
1: The startling stat, Graham, is that there have been 163 snowmobile deaths in OPP-investigated incidents over the last 10 years. Nearly 40% 40 of these have occurred on frozen lakes and rivers. Yeah,
2: and again, it's it's the excitement, right? You go out there and you're sliding around on the ice, but again, you're going sometimes maybe later in the day and you don't notice that open water or, hey, I'm a, I'm a skilled guy. I'm going to go try and skip over that water. It's the simple things that they get they keep telling you every single year uh, when you go out and you're going to do these things, either snowmobiling on a trail or on the ice. Tell someone where you're going. Make sure you have all the necessary things in order to keep yourself safe in case there is an incident. But, uh, you know, a lot of times it's a joy ride out there too, unfortunately. Go and take in some of the tips and tricks that have been put out by the OPP.
1: You can find them available on our website, ptbotoday.ca.
0: The PTBO Today
1: podcast. Now, the sounds of today. It is time now to listen to all the hot audio making the rounds on social media. And for fun, Vanity Fair asked Channing Tatum questions while hooked up to a lie detector, this old gag. And he admitted that he didn't really want to be in the sequel to G.I. Joe. Did you ask to be killed off in the first
0: 10 minutes of the sequel? Yes. Do you regret that choice?
1: No. The first one I, I passed on seven times, but they had an option on me and, and I had to do the movie. So the second one, I, I obviously just didn't
2: want to be in that one either. <laughs> He's telling the truth. Okay,
1: what's interesting about G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra is the movie was absolutely terrible, and I was at one time, Graham, dating somebody, and I needed to fill my day somehow, so I went and saw back-to-back movies, and that was the first one, and it was awful.
2: Wow. Okay. Rise of Cobra. Until this very second, I completely had forgotten or didn't even know that there was actually a G.I. Joe movie.
1: Uh, Despite the controversy over the sex crime allegations that have tarnished his reputation over the last few years, the Italian Museum of Cinema actually gave Kevin Spacey a Lifetime Achievement Award this week.
0: My heart is very full tonight toward the Museum of Cinema for having had the La Palais to invite me tonight.
1: (laughs) So Kevin's out there and obviously the Italians are saying we separate the work from the artists uh and we'll just leave that with where, where it is kevin yeah we'll leave that on the comeback I mean, I've, got, I've
2: got my take and it's not gonna be a popular one so you gonna get us in trouble today no no, no. you'll save that for your tv <laughs> <laughs> i usually do no i mean there's there's logic to what they say how can i say this without being without sound like an ass mm. there's logic to what they say because um you know I don't necessarily agree that we need to pull one character or the like character of a movie because that actor end up being a a-hole in real life. Mm. And I think that's one thing that's popped up a few times is, oh, I'll never watch XYZ movie ever again because... Kevin Spacey was in it. I'll never watch Twenty One again because Kevin Spacey was in it, and because he was alleged, and by the way, never found, never convicted of, you know, of, of these of these situations. There was one that was actually, you know, tossed out. Um, there's that logic where again, can you separate the person from the art? I noticed you went with Twenty One for Kevin That's Spacey. Great, that a is movie. a good movie. It's a good fa- card counter it's a fantastic movie. Fantastic. Gets you all jacked up. Could have gone with American Beauty, where he, you know won blows an Academy himself, Award. Blows himself and, away at the end. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, the BBC's pre-game
1: broadcast of the FA Cup soccer match between Wolverhampton and Liverpool was interrupted by what sounded like a woman engaging in a sex act.
2: Look like a team that I think can win the game. I don't think there's enough
0: experience in the team. Okay. Right, well, we'll find out shortly. Uh, we've an FA Cup winners-only policy in the studio tonight. <laughs> and I don't know who's making that noise, but so I'm sure he's on the commentary gantry. <laughs> alongside um, Steve Bauer. Um,
1: Alan? Graham, you sent me this and I just thought we got to figure out a way to work this into the
2: show. So I'm sitting there minding my own business. My son had an appointment yesterday and I'm minding my own business. He's doing his thing and I'm just flipping through my phone and I've got some people on my Facebook that are in the UK and they're just saying to themselves, who else is paying attention to what's going on BBC right now? What's going on BBC? Oh, it had nothing to do with the soccer match that was on. So I like immediately had to go and find it was going on. And unfortunately, my sound was on. Yeah. Just like what happened with these two. So you kind of had a similar experience in the waiting
1: room. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh,
0: that is all the hot audio making the rounds on social media on January 18th. Comment, opinion, today's reactions. The PTBO Today podcast. The question of the day today is, what is the stupidest way you've ever broken your
1: cell phone? What is the stupidest way you've ever broken your cell phone?
2: I need to get uh, other people's stories. I'm not, I've not been bad with breaking my cell phone. I've had one stolen out of my truck, Uh, but I'm so anal about my phone. I've dropped it a hundred times though, so I make sure I've got the best case. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a a Butterfingers, so I have dropped it a number of times and it probably should have shattered a couple of times. But I think the one I can say is it wasn't my iPhone or my, my cell phone. It was my tablet. So I got my little, my little fruit. That I have with me. And I had some uh, uh, strawberries and I put them in the same bag as my tablet one day, not realizing the lid wasn't back on it properly and there was still some juice. Oh sorry I think it was pineapple. even worse. And it got inside the tablet and basically destroyed it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sucked.
1: Yeah. Well, that does. Suck. I've definitely done that. I'm getting out of the phone. I drop it in the driveway and it smashes. <laughs> that's happened to me on at least two different occasions. I agree with you. Now it is so vital to have a good case. Oh, that's And they can take that. Blow. And they, don't,
2: they don't cost that much either. But no. yeah, like I've seen people walk around with no case on their phone. I'm like, that's like, here here's a live match. Go, uh, go play with fire now. That's the way I look at it.
1: Key says he had it fall out of his pocket when he was walking to the back of a dump truck. And instead of getting out and walking back to grab it, he chose the trucker option and backed all the way up <laughs> into it. That is awesome. Uh, Phil says, I've put at least three through the washing machine. Yeah. Oof. That's not good. Uh, Steve, first day, slipped out of my pocket. Absolutely shattered. Shattered. Uh, Jen says, jumping on a trampoline with it in my pocket, bounced right out, flew 10 feet onto the ground, never worked again. Mm-hmm. And last but not least here, uh, Miranda says, not my phone, but my husband's. Our cat was nuzzling his phone while he was talking to his mom and he bit
2: the top corner and it sort of punctured the screen. Really? That's crazy. That's a that's a big bite. That is Someone's not going for the obvious. And I know you're out there. In the toilet? The toilet. Yeah. Come on now. Someone out there has to come out, come forward with the toilet story because you we've you know you've done it, you know you have. What looked at your phone on the toilet? Well, well I mean that's dropped, a staple. Or, or either one of two things: either uh, you look at your phone in the toilet and you're doing something post toilet that revol- results in it falling in the toilet, mm. or it's in your pocket and you stand up and you falls in the toilet. Those stories exist. They happen all the time.
1: For sure they do. Uh, The question of the day today is, what is the stupidest way you've ever broken your cell phone? Join the conversation on Facebook.
0: Facebook.com slash Freak905. The PTBO Today Podcast. Running down the stuff you need to know.
1: It is time now for our community spotlight and the Peterborough Humane Society have started moving their operations to the new Peterborough Animal Care Center on Technology Drive. We did touch on this a little bit earlier this week. Thankfully,
2: we didn't get asked to help
1: move. No, we've done that before. Moved offices. (laughs) Uh, Marketing and communications coordinator Cassie Graham says that after 65 years at their Lansdowne location, it was just time for an upgrade. It's kind of crazy how far animal wellness has gone in that time. It really started out as a pound, and ever since, it's just grown exponentially in animal care. And we've just simply outgrown the space and the need our animals have. A grand opening is planned for the spring, with a soft opening planned for next month.
2: Looking forward to it. This has been in the works for quite some time now, and good to see the uh, light at the end of the tunnel for the Peterborough Humane Society.
1: Absolutely. It's great for programs, all the animals, the staff, just... A lot more uh, room to roam, I guess. Exactly, yep. Put it that way. Uh, Coming up on tomorrow's edition of the program, we're going to chat with Peter Brokorth MPP Dave Smith. We're going to talk a little bit more about the announcement made by the province a little bit earlier uh, this week. I think there is some sort of misconceptions over what it means. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? We're going to get him to give us his thoughts on why the government felt that this was the best approach.
2: Yeah, and ultimately, what I think the biggest thing that the province is trying to reflect here. Is that this is going to help with some of the backlog on surgeries. Cataract surgery. I had no idea. 14,000
1: at least. Like
2: That's the yeah. biggest backlog in all of sur- in all surgeries. Cataract surgeries. It, who knew? I thought it was like hips and knees and joints and stuff like that. But apparently cataracts is a big thing to do. Uh, also MRIs and CT scans. If you're someone that's needed an MRI or a CT scan, I have. And you know that wait is just horrendously long. So uh, this will help try to alleviate, or the plan is to help alleviate some of the backlog. But again, you have also the other side of the coin that has been watching the province pretty closely about ideas that they want to put all healthcare in Ontario being private, just like in the U.S., instead of having, uh, you know, an OHIP program. So certainly a lot of conversation around this.
1: We will get Dave's thoughts on that coming up on tomorrow's edition of the show. Have yourself a fantastic evening. You've been listening to PTBO Today Live.
0: Catch Jordan and Graham weekday afternoons on Freak 90.5 and on the iHeartRadio app. Download the show every weekday and spread the word about Peterborough's only daily podcast, the PTBO Today Podcast